0: Okay, and today we are here at the Jay Alvarez podcast and we have a very special guest with us today and her name is Anita. We're gonna be talking about a little bit about what she does and uh, what her trade is. So please uh, introduce (laughs) yourself.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Anita. I am originally from Bulgaria. I've been in the States for about 18 years now. In the beauty industry for maybe 10. The story, how I started, it's, it's a funny story. Should I get into it? or? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So I've done so many different things. I was a manager in a nightclub in Atlantic City
0: Interesting. while
1: in college for business. And then I realized that I cannot be in the corporate world and I have to do something that includes more people and more personal connections, so to speak. So that's when I went to makeup school. And I okay. said, one day I want to own a salon, and I want. I had the vision of how I wanted to look, what I wanted to be. The first step was to learn a little bit about every aspect. If I own a salon, if you're, let's say, you come for an interview and you're a barber, I would want to know if you're good or not. So Absolutely. the only way to do that is if I learn.
0: Absolutely. So I did
1: the makeup, and then it didn't go anywhere, and the lashes started to become more popular and i went home And what
0: year was this if you can remember
1: 2013 probably right 14
0: right and ever since then would you say the lash market kind of
1: the lash market was just beginning then or coming to the states so to speak because i went home and my cousin she she's a hairdresser and she lived in london for a long time so she we both came home and she's like oh my gosh you have to see there's this people were doing lashes in, in, in London and I got the glue and I got the lashes. You have to do it. I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea how to do that. She's like, well, you're a makeup artist. You should know. Right. So I tried and struggled and it was really hectic for me to even get like one lash on her eye. And <laughs> then I came back and I, one of my friends, one of my friends, Tanya, who owns a salon in Jersey, she, she was like, yeah, you, you know, I'm starting to do this. Do you want to watch? so i'm like sure so i started watching a little bit of what she does then i started watching videos practicing and i ended up getting hired from this asian girl in cherry hill oh like south jersey south
0: jersey yeah. she
1: posted she she said i need an eyelash assistant whatever send your resume so where
0: where was the post was it craigslist instagram i was on
1: craigslist i'm glad you
0: said craigslist by the way because that's actually how i found my first
1: it's the wow. it's the funniest thing because I was in college. It was my last year of college and I was taking so many classes so I had to quit my job. Right. And I was driving Uber. Wow. <laughs> so I'm sitting and it was so slow and I'm going through I'm like, I need to make mo- like I need to do something. Like I can't just right. sit here and wait for people to get an Uber and this it's a slow Right. I guess slow time. Yeah. So I saw I sent my resume and I said yes. You know I'm a makeup artist, but I have some experience. I had zero experience in the lashes, and she's like, when can you come for an interview? I'm like, I can come whenever you want me to. And I go there, and she had a model and and just told me, okay, show me what you can do. So I'm shaking and I'm nervous. really nervous and yeah. stressed. I'm like, I don't know. Like so, I started doing it. And she saw, obviously, that I knew nothing. But then she said, I think there is a potential. I can teach you. I can show you everything that I know.
0: So she saw potential in you. Yeah.
1: So she taught me I was maybe six, seven months. I was driving an hour one way from Atlantic City to Philly to Cherry Hill. Wow. For maybe 25 $30 a day. Not even of like, you know, me wow. working on clients and like observing and just like watching what she does and that's how i i I learned
0: yeah so you picked up a lot of value working with her
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and and also down the road because i ended up i i said i i you know i need to make money i need to get like a real job so i started working at a law firm in that same area i ended up moving there cherry hill area Mm Mm-hmm. okay so i ended up moving there and the law firm got a little boring so I reached out. I was like, "Hey, do you, are you looking for people?" She's like, "Yeah, I would love to have you back." And then when I started full time with her, is when I started making more money. You know, getting better at what I do. Right. But she also sh- showed me a lot of the business behind the scene of like, you know, ordering suppliers,
0: right, things like the that. the logistics, mm-hmm. right, real quick. Yeah. So, from your first time when you were working over there with her, right, mm-hmm. to where you took the break to the law firm. How many years did you have already with her? Or how many months of experience were you working with her already before you left the law firm?
1: Uh, six, seven months.
0: Six, seven months. Yeah. Then you went to the law firm?
1: Yeah, for about a year. And then, okay. I, and then I was with her for another two years.
0: And were you practicing lashes on the side while you were at the Yes, law firm? I was
1: still like trying to, to learn because it's, it takes a lot of... You have to be very patient right. <laughs> and, and very precise. I exactly. hear
0: it's very tedious work yes have to uh, be precise
1: mm-hmm. in the beginning it was very stressful like i couldn't drink coffee or even hot chocolate it would make me shake and and very and it almost like frustrates you because you're attaching the lash and then it moves or it gets glued to the other lash next to it everything has to be very very precise
0: at the time right
1: yeah at the time you
0: said this was 2013 2014 after the law firm you go back to work with her again Mm -hmm. you're charging more now you have more experience you've gained more value and now you're also learning value from the back end of what it takes to run Mm -hmm. a lash bar another question with her right at that time what were the prices for lashes
1: to be honest i can't even remember i think it was more expensive for sure because it was something new okay but she was also doing a lot of groupon promotions and I can't really yeah yeah I can't really remember
0: what could you say you learned you told me you learned a lot of stuff about ordering products like certain glues probably right which glue is better than this one your second time around you learned more of like the background of the business yeah uh, what could you say were like three things you really learned over there
1: there's so many like I saw the way that she dealt with the clients and I also in a way she made everything look very simple she's like yeah you know we're going to go for example today it's like my first fair that i've ever done and i remember Me her <laughs> i remember her doing that all the time and she had no experience not much experience she had two little kids just divorced moved from new york to to jersey and she was just very all over the place, but she's like, no. So now I go online, I order this, 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 and we're just gonna go, you know? So it was like, like the ease that she had. And you know, when clients would come and complain and she would always find a way, like I guess that aspect was one of the most Valuable right. at the the environment,
0: how to deal with clients, mm-hmm. how to greet them, yeah, how to handle a situation when yeah. a client is unhappy, how to make sure they leave with a smile on their face. Yeah. All of those yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Uh, let's talk about where you're at now, right? Yeah. That's almost 10 years ago. Let's talk about where you're at now and let's talk about where lashing has taken you since then.
1: Yeah. So after the two years I was with her, I decided to move to New York, packed my car and I just moved here.
0: Just kind of said, let's just go yeah. to New York.
1: I always, I always wanted, I've always wanted to live here. And maybe subconsciously I knew that I will make my way. Somehow.
0: Eventually, <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: yeah, so I came and I found a place to stay for a little bit. Didn't have a job, didn't have anything. I went on Craigslist again and Shout Instagram. <laughs> yes, and Instagram just Instagram wasn't as popular back then as it is now. Obviously all social right. media in general, but I started just researching a le- the more high-end places, salons that are looking for people. I applied to two of them, and I didn't want to rush into anything. I didn't want to just get a job because I have a lot I have a background in hospitality. I've worked so many different things. So I just, I didn't want just to get a job because I can always get a job as a bartender or a server or whatever. Right. I wanted to find something that I'm going to like and I'm going to, you know, want to um, build from there. So I went to one interview at a lush place. It was horrible. The place was very. I don't know the vibe wasn't there very quiet everyone was like you know looking around weirdly and then they're like yeah you know we all share the tips and if you don't get clients you don't get paid and then you know the schedule is like all over the place I'm like oh my god you didn't
0: like the system over there too much how they ran the operations
1: so then I was like oh my gosh I probably have to get a serving job because how am i going to survive in new york with like yeah. having to share my tips and you know because from the beginning you know in this industry you have to build your clientele like you you don't just get busy from the from the get-go absolutely
0: you have to build momentum yeah. day in and day out you have and, to be available and
1: make your you know put make sure that people know you and know your work and that takes time it's not like a hamburger people are not coming for a haircut or lashes every day but. so I went the next day I went to another interview and that's the place that I've been working now for almost 7 years nice so uh, yeah they, uh, they've been amazing and I've learned and grew and established myself even more along the way but I guess the direction now is, is different I'm, I'm definitely ready to to get more on my own and be a little more independent and and move you know I am the type of person I guess you can tell by the progression of the changing of the different jobs I always want more I always want to do more and learn more and be in a position where this is possible right now at the salon like I've exceeded everything like there's nothing more that I can do
0: that's great and I feel like that's an indicator that you're ready to own your own salon is that what you're working towards now nowadays
1: it's a scary thought I'm not sure ultimately yes but I also want to I'm teaching classes I want to focus on that I wanna expand in that direction and be a little more flexible with location so I can maybe travel because I love to travel as well Mm -hmm. and offer different classes different locations and go from there but being independent for sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, being independent. And you're also mentioning you want to do classes. So you also want to teach as well?
1: Yes, I think I, throughout the years, I've done a lot of training. I've, I have so much experience that I, I want to share that with people. I want, like, I see a lot of new aestheticians and artists starting and, and not knowing the basics because that business is not just me doing the lashes. It includes much more than that. The way you present yourself, the way you talk to people, the way you the the type of conversations that you have. It's it's a package of, of so many things. It's not just okay, let me do your lashes. It's service be done. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Which I've learned from the casino and the hospitality business where you know, yeah. you get to you know, someone walks into your place, you have to make an eye contact, you have to, Absolutely. you know, smile, leave everything at home no matter what's going on. You go to work, and this is you know people, customer service. That's your priority, and then
0: absolutely. Let is, me take yeah. it back to when you said you had your first interview in New York at the first Lash mm-hmm. Salon, and it was not good for you. You Didn't like how they were running things over there. You didn't like the vibe. Let's talk about when you got into your second interview, which you've been in there now for seven years.
1: Mm-hmm. I knew right away, like I walked in, and the music. It was a beautiful place. It is a beautiful place. Very. Nice and open, white, the music, the, the, the whole energy of the place. Everyone was very friendly. I'm still friends with a lot of the girls that were there. They're not there anymore. You know, during COVID, a lot of people moved away. It was just, it was a whole, it, it was a package of everything. Just very laid back, very let's friendly talk environment.
0: About what, let's also talk about what you decided to, what you were looking for. It's a very important point you pointed out, right? Which was, I was looking at very specific parts of New York. Very specific parts of Manhattan. Was that what you were looking? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about how important that is in this industry, right? Your demographic.
1: It's very important.
0: And you went from two completely different demographics. You went uh, from Cherry Hill, South Jersey, to the Mecca, New York City, Manhattan. So let's talk about what your thought process was transitioning from when you took everything and you were like, you know what, I'm just going to roll the dice. We're going to go to New York. We're going to see how it goes. How important was it for you to search at that location? Not only because that's where you moved, but how important is demographic to this industry, to the service industry?
1: I think it's very important. If I have to be completely honest, money was my concern because everyone, you know, before moving to New York, everyone, even my parents are like, Like, how are you going to, what are you going to do? It's so expensive there. Rent is so expensive. Everything is so expensive. You need to have a really good job to be comfortable. So my first thought was, okay, I have to find a good job at a salon that obviously charges more money. Therefore, I'm going to be making more money. The clientele is going to be better. And then, you know, go from there. If I have to answer that question right now from, from me as an artist today, like I would say, again, it matters because. You want your experience and your knowledge to be paid for you you know I'm not doing charity work for anybody absolutely because I've spent like I said you know my first six, seven months, I was making fifteen twenty dollars a day driving two hours just to learn what I'm doing now and something that it used to take me two hours now I can give you a full set in in an hour
0: right cut the time down uh, in half
1: so you know it's a lot of i don't want to say sacrifices but definitely i wouldn't drink coffee and i would watch youtube videos for hours and observe my friend and uh, the girl that i worked for hours that nobody is paying you for and then the, the whole road of that you're becoming who you are so now i have the the confidence and and the ability to say well this is my price if you don't want to pay it go somewhere where someone will do it for you have the price but also the the result will be yeah the result will be half of the result and i've had so many examples of that like you know girls will come with their lashes glued to the eyelids with blown eyes from people that, you know, I don't even know if they have their licenses and they oh, you have to fix my license. And let's be
0: honest, right? Sometimes it takes the client to go and try out someone else and experience what, you know, that is like and then come back to you and then, you know, Mm -hmm. this is where you belong. And that's why you pay the price you're paying. And yeah, and you've earned it throughout your time. You've earned it. Yeah yeah very interesting i love the story i also want to ask you about how important it is you made very good points in the beginning where you did a lot of sacrificing in the beginning and you didn't get paid you weren't getting paid what you felt like you should have you were commuting you probably weren't even breaking even but what you were gaining was value and experience and in the beginning in any business in any craft you always sacrifice what you get paid from a monetization point for value and information uh, so how, how important is that as well oh
1: it's very important i think that probably i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that
0: the, in those initial steps that is experience
1: yeah. because you learn a little something every step of the way and it's not about the money the people that i've met along the way clients or co-workers situations that you you've been put through i had to you when like I said, she the the girl in Cherry Hill, she had two kids. I had to babysit those kids when she was with clients, they're crying and they wanna wash their hands and you Look know. So like all kinds of stuff that, you know, in a different circumstance you probably wouldn't never be put in that situation. But you
0: see, you did all of that and another point you made at the beginning of this interview was that when you walked in there, you treated it like it was yours.
1: A hundred percent. That's, you know, that's been my work ethic for anywhere I've worked. It doesn't matter. I've, you know, my first job, I, I'm an immigrant from uh, Bulgaria. So my first, first job when I moved here, I was 16 years old and I was working as a housekeeper. You know, and I, am not ashamed of that. This is what we had to do. It was me and my mom, yeah. and in order to make money, this is what this is what I did for the summer. Right. And it doesn't matter what the job is; you have to put your hundred percent and treat it like it's it's yours because it's your name. It's your, I don't, you know, everybody nowadays says brand, but it's it's so true. Like the, this is your face in front of everybody and because I was so young going back to to you know when we first came to America I came back to work at that casino many years after that maybe seven eight years and some people remember some of my managers remembered me and when I was supposed to get a job they put in a good word and I I had a job you know like in a casino that was just opening up it was the hottest place in Atlantic City and it was really hard to get in so I you know because of that because of the way that i treated my job years before that you know i was able to get in
0: right and again paying attention to the demographic at the casino Mm -hmm. you knew that was a good demographic
1: yeah yeah, yeah, it was the newest place in the city and right. i was just uh, starting college and i tried to venture out and move to virginia i came back and i needed i've been i moved out of my parents house when i was younger like 19 years old and i always wanted to be independent so i had to find a job to be able to pay my bills and right. that was the way but to this day you know everywhere i've worked because i've worked in restaurants and i managed a nightclub for a year or two even to this day, when I come back, when I go back, a lot of people know me, and it's it feels good to to have to keep those relationships. But they're built through your again the way that you treat people, the way that you talk to people about anything, and and it's important.
0: Right? Yeah. I just want to. I just really want to talk about when you're new in any industry or in any business. It's so important that you walk in there, whether it's a barber shop, a deli, a mom and pop shop, walk in there and treat it like it's your business. Because eventually, if you want to own your own business, you're already going to have the experience. You're already going to have the perspective of like, I've already dealt with, like you used to take care of your kids. And I'm sure you did a bunch of other stuff in the oh, salon. Oh yeah, that
1: was not on my job description. That was not on your job
0: description. But yeah. you took the initiative of doing that just because you knew eventually when you do have your own business, you're gonna perform at the same standard.
1: Yes, I I think it's also very individual personal, like of who you really are and the type of people that you attract. If you're a shitty person, you probably are gonna attract some shitty people, you know? And I'm not saying that I'm the best, the greatest or anything like that, but I don't do it for anybody to say, Oh, thank you. Congratulate to congratulate me or anything. It just comes from me. But I I think that it's important in anything that you do, because I hate when people are like, Oh, I have to go to work. Oh, I have to do this. Well, if you feel like that, why do you do it? Why, you know, life is short. Like, why do you have to put yourself in situations where you're not happy? And I'm not saying I'm happy every day. I'm very grumpy and I have attitude too, but yeah. it's like, you know, I go to work, I spend nine, 10 hours with, with these people or with doing whatever. Why do I have to go there with a bad attitude and have everything be a problem instead of just like I see a piece of paper on the floor, I'm gonna pick it up. Well, it's not, it, it takes me exactly three seconds. What, what is this going to cost me? Nothing, you know? Right. It's about everything, not just for, like, your clients or where you've worked or just because one day I might have the same business and I want to treat it the same way. It's, it just makes it flow. And like I said, you attract like-minded people that tomorrow, you know, you have a business and you want everyone to feel like they're part of something. That's if, right. if the whole machine is working and it's successful, we're all we're all good it's a network and how does that happen well you know you come to work and you're not just going by the list of like okay i have to do one two three four and that's it nothing else because i've worked with people that that say this and that are like well you know my lunch break is from two to three if a client comes early i'm not taking it no Mm -hmm. if a client comes early i'm taking it because i want to put that money in my pocket that's That's right and i also want to you know make it easy for the client why what is gonna cost me i'm gonna sit in the break room for half an hour just you know like watching stupid instagram uh, reels that's right or waste time in some other way if if you have if you're really like eating your lunch okay fine you know you don't have to but if i have the opportunity why wouldn't i do it you know
0: absolutely great mentality great points do you want to shout out where you're going to be at now where they can find you your brand name
1: Everybody can find me on Instagram or Facebook. It's Eyelashes by Anita. <laughs> Eyelashes by Anita. It's uh,
0: follow her on Instagram. Follow her on Facebook. Thank you. Pleasure having you here today. Very great points. It was a very good conversation. Thank you. Thank very you. Nice meeting you as well. Likewise. Yeah.